On many of your standard online political compass tests, I myself fall center-left, whatever that means. Either way, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that the entire center and Overton window has jerked wildly to the left over the past four decades. What would today be called a progressive would in yesteryear be seen as nothing short of a deluded Marxist bent on the thousand-year revolution. When asking your average college progressive what they stand for, well, their hackles will stand up and begin frothing at the mouth. They'll then give a chant about X, Y, and Z off our streets, tell you that you're an ist-ism or ick for disagreeing with them, dye their hair a vivid color, take off their clothes, and tell you that they're confused about whether they're non-binary or fluid, all the while telling you that the First Amendment has to go and you should be paying for their gender studies degree. Obviously, we're not in a good place. We find the leader of that group that has vowed to shut tonight's event down, who makes a startling admission. I don't think he should speak. But is, that doesn't really comport with the First Amendment. I don't care. You don't care? I don't care. Why not? I don't think that's a like relevant document right now. The Constitution is not a relevant document? Many people have asked me, what should we, and by we I infer they mean the silent majority, those woke to the takeover and destruction of our societies via the political and mass media that is owned by global finance, and how to deal with their unwitting stormtroopers in cat glasses espousing the virtues of slut walks and the nobility, sanctity, and sheer beauty of late-term abortions. The pendulum is swinging, of course, and the vast majority are horrified with the Marxist utopia just over the cultural revolution rainbow the modern left is presenting as its endgame. So to those woke and not wishing to partake in the dystopia your average, shrill, ardent revolutionary has in store for you, I will first begin with a quote from Sun Tzu in The Art of War. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Which brings me to Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, a textbook, if you will, of the left and how to subvert societies. Spoken of by many as the American Joseph Goebbels, Alinsky developed a reputation for insidiousness that may exceed his influence, considerable though it may be. But liberals and leftists have no special purchase on Alinsky's legacy, and I think it's now time for the non-hysterical center and center-right to use these rules of destabilization and out Alinsky, the rabid and at times unwashed coalition of unwitting stormtroopers of globalization. This will, however, not be a comprehensive look at all 13 rules for radicals, but will be the most important ones to engage in, given the current circumstances the West finds itself in. So, rule number one, that being power is not only what you have, but what your enemy thinks you have. First of all, take a look at the absolute state of the NFL after seven weeks of the players sticking up their middle fingers at the key demographic that pays them essentially millions of dollars to run around with a hand egg. Stadiums are empty, 
viewership is plummeting, and people are waking up to the ludicrous idea of paying $75 for a jersey so you can walk around essentially wearing the name of another man on your back. This can also be seen in the lackluster box office receipts in Hollywood this year and the years preceding it. While yes, there are many more alternatives for time distractions, it is also true that there is a huge segment of the population no longer willing to be talked down to and told how and what to believe by people that pretend for a living and aggrandize themselves with moral posturing. Thus, stop buying products or cancel subscriptions with regards to online platforms like YouTube. Make sure you vote with your wallet and boycott all companies, a complete list of which can be found by following a link in the description to this video's notes that support YouTube's push to become an echo chamber of the Young Turks and the far left. The threat of giving and taking away of the mighty dollar should be used and carried out as often as need be. Now I want you to take a look at this rally by identitarians in Europe who are in favor of free speech and protecting their countries. And then I would like you to take a look at this refugees welcome march. Do you happen to notice anything maybe slightly different? For good or ill, women have evolved over millions of years to go along to get along, and they will for the most part follow what they think is either A, the dominant social narrative, or B, the one they believe is most socially acceptable. When Nazism ruled Germany, women were some of the best Nazis. When Communism ruled Russia, women were some of the most ardent Communists. Now that social Marxism is touted, at least via academia and the media industry as being the default moral position, what do you see? Women droning on in whatever chant they are told to repeat by campus thought leaders. Break that narrative by having women like these girls do the talking to women and break the stranglehold on what is and what is not morally acceptable positions to have. Also, I've never seen or heard anyone call Ben Carson or Thomas Sowell anything other than articulate and respectable. Get the rational message out to minorities, well, have them do the talking. Rational ideas and a sensible social order are not skin deep, but are positions anyone can hold. I personally know all kinds of people, Jews, Blacks, Orientals, formal Muslims, that all agree on these principles. But we are a tribal species, so let's be tribal, but agree on what ideas are best for our societies in general. The fourth rule is somewhat tricky, and that is to make the enemy live up to their own book of rules. But I think this rule, to be honest, is outdated. The radical left is not driven by logic, but by emotion. Being a hypocrite is meaningless to your modern dreadlocked Marxist. The only thing that matters is the revolution. Thus, if not being held up to your own standards and being called a hypocrite no longer has any weight, one must look to the fifth rule. Ridicule is a man's most potent weapon. Now this is something I'm seeing more and more and more of, from Carl the Cuck and AIDS Skrillex to the Scalp Taker by day and Harry Harlot by night Moldylocks. It's almost impossible to counteract ridicule. And on this, poll is always right, that the left can't meme. And because faux progressives are so emotionally driven and are so invested in their ideology, it infuriates them. This tactic has even been used by President Trump in the primaries with lying Ted, low energy Jeb, and in the presidential campaign with his label Crooked Hillary. He's even taken to call North Korean leader Little Rocket Man. 
And the left has become deliriously enraged by this because they have no response. Even Pepe the Frog is lamented as a nefarious image of the far right by Crooked Hillary, as well as by the devious SPLC. Might as well throw in a whining ADL for good measure. I repeat, the left cannot meme. The eleventh rule is that if you push a negative hard enough, it will push through and become a positive. Unhinged leftist shrieking and actions, including escalating street violence, is driving people to the right, and this is not a winning strategy. But what you have to understand is what progressives have long known, that whoever is on the offensive in politics is usually the winner. Moderates have long deluded themselves when dealing with the modern far left and their ilk, that so long as they are engaging honestly and with logic, that points can be scored and minds can be changed. Logic and reason doesn't work on modern progressives, only shrill emotion. Trying to engage on a logical and reasonable level will bear zero fruit. If you're spending one minute attempting to refute that you aren't an ist, an ism, or an ick of any kind, you're losing. You have to realize that the modern left is imbued and marinated in hatred, rage, and malice for anyone that even mildly disagrees with them. Think of the recent spat between Dolce and Gabbana and Elton John. The left always eats their own impurity spirals. They revile anyone to the right of Ellen DeGeneres and Pol Pot. And responding to these kinds of accusations and insults, President Trump has been masterful. Whenever they've called him an ist, an ism, or an ick, he just shrugs his shoulders and continues on. He doesn't care and he doesn't play by his detractor's rules and thus removes their power over him. Their empty vitriol is just that, empty. He doesn't give it credence and it doesn't hold power over him and it shouldn't hold power over you. Defend only when you absolutely have to, but make sure most of your time is spent attacking, relentlessly and ceaselessly attacking. So to recap the rules for rationalists, vote with your wallet. Don't support teams, organizations, or corporations that spit in your and your family's face repeatedly. Join boycotts, delineate and coordinate your efforts. Also, you're never going to get a white middle-class man to connect with an angry Black Lives Matter woman. Know when to pick your battles and who should fight them. Calling hypocrite on the left is at present meaningless. Ridicule and memes are much more effective when trying to goad, irritate, and then hopefully spur some kind of self-reflection. Remember, logic and sound arguments do not work on people that are tied to emotional volatility. You'll get nowhere. Do not spend even one moment defending yourself from personal attacks, especially of the tired ones used by progressives who call anyone that disagrees with them literally Hitler. Use the Trump shrug and then go on the offensive. Now, this has been a presentation about subverting Alinsky's rules and how to interact with the cowardly and petulant Marxists running around today in masks and hitting people in the head with bike locks. I personally am not saying that logic and reason backed up by sound arguments shouldn't be used. They should, but they have their appropriate venue. Newspapers, online articles and blogs, videos and moderated debates. What I've been talking about here is mostly in terms of how to go head-to-head -head with the far left and their emotionally unstable ilk. 
There are many of us now woke and many more of us awakening to the absurdity of social Marxism. We can see through the lies, disinformation, and the racism of lowered expectations that's being peddled by the far left. That is ironically and unwittingly doing the dirty work for the 1% who are relentlessly pushing for ever increased globalism. And we aren't playing the game by their rules anymore. And once we do that, we begin to free ourselves. Oh, and remember, turn off your TV. Thank you kindly for watching. If you like this kind of material, please consider subscribing. Also follow Black Pigeon on the usual social media and check out the website blackpigeonspeaks.com for more interesting information like this.